0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks Podcast Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. As I mentioned, it's all free. You can download any of these free apps to any mobile device. Podbean, google play apple podcast itunes store and spotify they're all free i mean it's freer than baby formula at the southern border no i mean your baby can't have any if you're a u.s citizen but if you cross the southern border of the u.s and then cross back over free baby food nope you can have all you want no problem. Glad I could help you out today. It's just a great plan. Just just go across the border and come back and you can have all the baby food you want. Download the apps. You won't have to travel so far to get them. And you can have as many of them as you want. They're all free. Any mobile device. Then you can listen to the new old school podcast while you're down there sitting in jail for trying to cross the border or not. I don't know. You probably won't go to jail. I have no idea tastes better than baby food. How's everybody doing today? We are in a series titled How to Receive Healing. Such an important topic. That's what we want. We want it. We need it. We desire it. Well, how do I get it? There's so much said about this out there. And of course, with social media now, we can watch and see and hear so much and be drowning in information. And it's, it's kind of easy to miss the Bible because it seems easier to watch somebody else or see how somebody else is doing a thing but I don't want the results. As good as they are, I don't want it. I I want the results that Jesus got. And so to have that, well, I've got to go back to the Bible and see some foundational things. And so we have, and please, I'm I'm in no way trying to insinuate that these uh, who we can watch and listen to aren't getting Bible methods or using Bible methods. My bigger point is, if they are, how did they get there? Because even at that, you're walking into their lives and their ministries at LMNOP and you miss their ABC. They didn't just wake up one day and raise somebody from the dead. I mean, come on, they they lived a life of prayer and reading the word and hearing from God and tears and failures and some successes along the way and probably learned a lot of uh, what to do, but probably a bunch of what not to do as well. And we can miss that. So I don't wanna miss that. I don't want us to miss anything, so we've been going back and we are looking at some ABC stuff. And I know LMNOP seems way more exciting, but if it's not, if if you're not getting results, it's not exciting. If we can get ABC in you, you'll get to LMNOP very soon. And so that's when we're going to see the results, and again, that's what we're after. So today, I mean, this seems obvious, but what about the name of Jesus? I know many of us use that name, but... What I'm noticing is that we just use it only after we pray, for the most part. Like you know, I can seal the deal, and we don't fully use the the power of the name of Jesus because it's not just a name that we are to use when we close a prayer. It's so much more. It's actually presenting all He ever was, ever will be. It is Jesus. And you're really going to need to understand the power of this name moving forward, because through faith in the name of Jesus, you can and you will exercise authority over the power of the devil in your life, the lives of others, and experience healing and deliverance. Now, I mentioned deliverance, even though we're talking about healing, because we know that oftentimes when Jesus was approached by somebody needing healing, you could easily see the physical issues, but there were these times that Jesus discerned that at the root it was demonic. It was an evil spirit that was at the root, causing the fruit of a physical infirmity. So we need to be sure that we understand that we can cast out devils. That's a major part of being able to bring healing to the people. And I have to mention it because we have many who have been led to believe that in order to cast out devils, you got to have yourself a deliverance ministry. Well, guess what? I'm sorry to burst your bubble if you have a deliverance ministry, but we all have a deliverance ministry. We're all called to a deliverance ministry. Look at the Great Commission. In Mark sixteen fifteen through 17, and he said unto them, go in all to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He that does not believe will be condemned. And these fi- these signs will follow them who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. So don't allow church tradition as it is to cause you to think that well, we just we're going to leave that up to those that operate in deliverance. We are all called to cast out demons, all of us. And if you want to be successful in doing so, then I'm got to the name of Jesus is key. It absolutely is key. So we've been we have been given authorization to use His name. It belongs to us. Jesus gave us this permission. But again, we've kind of softened the power behind it in a way that most only use Jesus' name to finish a prayer, possibly. We've got to have an understanding about the power behind the name. We have to exercise our authority in the usage of this name, and you need to own it. John fourteen twelve through 14, most assuredly, I say to you, he that believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go into my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Wow, that's red letter. It's Jesus speaking here, and it's so easy to just read something and think, okay, good. No, it's way deeper than, than this, way deeper. Uh, Jesus just gave us the right to exercise our spiritual authority in such a way that he has committed himself that when you ask something in the name of Jesus, he will do it. Now, most of the time I've noticed that the posture with this type of thing is all wrong. We come to him and we ask in the name of Jesus, but the posture is more of a begging and hoping that he might. But if we would come and ask anything in his name from a posture of that he has absolutely committed himself to do what I have asked, it shall be done by the name. Well, that would change everything. Now, the Greek meaning of the word ask implies to demand something. And I know this, this. This doesn't set well with a lot of believers when we talk about demanding something. See, it's all about the posturing. To demand something, do, it says. To demand something that is due. Ask anything in my name and I will do it. Well, the real word there is to demand something due to me in his name. Now, this isn't arrogance to do so. Jesus is saying to do it. And so, you know, He's, I, he's I'm, I'm standing right here waiting, so do it. But uh, he's not talking about prayer here. He's talking about using his name for the basis of authority. And as far as the importance of healing goes, the early church understood that healing was a means of advertising, if you will, the gospel, as well, of course, as, as well of, as, uh, of course, blessing those who were in need of it. But it was a sign and a really good one that the gospel that we preach, as Paul said, was not just with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it was in demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm afraid we've so allowed opinions to cloud the healing message and the manifestation of it. It's a must, friends, to be effectively evangelizing the world. Acts 3, 2 through 9, and a certain man that was lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called beautiful. And he's there to ask alms from those that entered into the temple. And so he sees Peter and John about to go into the temple, and he's asking for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, hey, look up here at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Well, then Peter said, hey, well, I'm silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have, I'm going to give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. Peter didn't demand anything from God when he commanded in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. A couple, uh, a couple things to note here. He didn't pray. He didn't pray. He demanded something, but he wasn't demanding God do something. He wasn't demanding Jesus do something, and he wasn't praying. See, God never made the man to be crippled to begin with. The devil did that. The name is what set the crippled man free from the bondage of the devil. Later in Acts 3 and verse 16, when they're questioning these men about this miracle. And he said, In his name through faith, in his name has made this man strong whom you see and you know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him perfect soundness in the presence of you all. It's the name. It's the name because the name's not just a name. It's somebody. It's somebody. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. There is, this right here is a name that is superior to any other name, and we have been told by the owner of that name, use it, drop my name. Now, but because of wrong thinking and wrong believing, our speech is wrong as well. So We got to grasp the proper intent of the name and what I mean is to be in possession of the usage of it. It's not some good luck charm. Oh, in Jesus' name, uh, you know, that's uh, just going to make everything better. It's like a rabbit's foot. Meaning, well, I hope this works out in Jesus' name. I've heard people say that. Well, maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't in Jesus' name. <laughs> well, it won't. Now, we have a right to use the name As a Christian, when sickness or disease comes and tries to attack your body in any form or fashion, whatsoever, you can command that to leave your bodies. I struggle with certain aches and pains that try to come upon my body, so what am I gonna do? Well, it's a daily thing that you have to command those things to leave in the name of Jesus, and they do. I'm not asking God to heal me again. I'm not asking Jesus to do something again. I'm commanding by the authority of the name of Jesus that the aches and pain recognize that name, and they must bow. So when sickness comes, instead of talking about it to everybody else, I talk to the sickness. Now, this shouldn't be strange to us. At this point, really, as believers, this shouldn't be strange. Come on, we know we need to be speaking to these issues. Jesus spoke to a fever, a tree, demons, wind. I mean, so come on, we, we ought to know this by now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to leave my body now. And here's the thing, don't you dare try it. You do it. Again, this is the posturing I'm speaking of. Out of of a place of victory, not trying to get victory, but standing in victory with the attitude of how dare you try to attack my body? I've already won. How dare you try to inflict pain upon me? You can't do it. Jesus already paid the price. I'm commanding you to leave in the name of Jesus. See, we're the caretakers of these amazing temples in which God chose to place Holy Spirit within. So we have to be the rulers of these bodies and take care of them and we have the right to do so. And you understand we do not have to allow anything to run its course through these bodies, no more than I would have to allow anybody access to walk through my home whenever they want to. First Corinthians 9 and verse 27, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. What's he saying? He's saying I rule over this thing. It's, it's mine to do so. No, 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 I know it was bought with a price, but I'm the caretaker, and not to be body ruled. No, I rule over the body. We understand man was created as a three-part being, and so as God would have it in order, it's the spirit man that rules, and it should be in charge over the mind, and the mind should be subject to the spirit man, and the body subject to the mind that's subject to the spirit man. But we often allow the body first position, and then everything else is subject to what my body says. Guys, we can't keep doing that. We have been given authority to be able to put our bodies under, if you will. You know, the Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, and I understand what we're talking about there when we're talking about dealing with others or issues, when it talks about powers, principalities, there's things behind those actions, but you understand we don't wrestle with our own flesh and blood either. Don't wrestle with it. You tell it what to do. Romans 12 and verse one, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you would Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is just your reasonable service. Paul is saying this is just a reasonable service as a believer. It's a part of being a believer because guess what? Your body was bought with a price and it doesn't even belong to you anymore. Now you get to be the caretaker, but it's not yours. A high price was paid and you've got to, as a reasonable service, take care of it. Just Again, just as you have a house and a window breaks, well, you get it fixed. Do maintenance along the way to keep it up looking good and functioning with its intended purpose. John 14, verse 14, if you ask or demand anything in my name, I will do it. So to be clear here, you're not demanding anything from God. You are demanding something of, 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 of demonic forces and sickness from the devil, not God, meaning you are directing this at the devil, not to God, but rather demanding the devil to obey what it is that you are saying by the authority of the name of Jesus. So it's like standing nose to nose with the devil saying, I demand you to go in Jesus name, knowing that Jesus is standing and towering over you right behind you, eyeballing the devil. Like what you going to do? What you going to do? It's taking the finished work of Jesus and applying it to the situation. Jesus did it. Now we get to use it. We don't say in the name of Jesus, I'm demanding Jesus, you do something here. Uh, Jesus already defeated the devil all the way back in that wilderness temptation, long before he sealed the deal in overthrowing hell and raising from the dead. Jesus defeated Satan as a man on the earth when he walked out of that 40 days and the devil fled from him. I mean, he tried and he tried, but it is written, it is written, it is written. And Jesus, as a man, saw right there that Satan had no power. And this man stood there and owned him. I love it he was able to exercise authority. And so that's why, because he, he handled the devil, the top dog, if you will, right? It was from there that Jesus was able to exercise authority over every demon he ran across because he had already went to the top and defeated their master, the head. So we're not asking Jesus to do, we're, we're accessing what Jesus has done by using the name it's the password, if you will, to the deposit of the power in the heavens, and we can, by that name, pull that into our realms right here, out of the finished works, and now we can use that here. It's making, it's making that issue recognize who's behind you, our delegated authority. So it's like those that say, well, I tried to use the name and it didn't work. Well, it didn't work for the seven sons of Sceva either. They're trying to cast out the, a devil out of a man, and they said, that we command you in the name of Jesus, and I'm sure that devil thought, oh man, here we go. I mean, he t- oh my goodness, that's amazing. And the devil was probably like, here it comes. I'm out of here. We command you in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Whoa, what? Wait, what? What? Well, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Well, who are you? Now, they used the right verbiage, but they didn't posture themselves correctly because they were living off of somebody else's revelation of the power of the name of Jesus. They didn't have that for themselves. They could have easily said, well, we tried to use the name of Jesus like Paul. But see, the verbiage could have been there. And I think that that's just been many of us that when we say we've tried these things, I understand you tried them. And it seemed very frustrating when it didn't work because you do know what the Bible says. But it's about your posturing and owning it in such a way that Jesus has committed himself 100%. You gotta know that you know that you know that he said, I am backing you right now that it's not a maybe, it's not a hope so, and you're not asking me to do something, and I'm afraid that's what many of us are doing, is that we're asking Jesus to work the miracles that he commissioned us to work well over 2,000 years ago. Jesus, I need you to do. God, I need you to do. No, 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 you're the doer of the word. You're the doer of the word. I'm sure that devil thought, man, what, what are you talking about? They used the right verbiage, but did not posture themselves correctly because, again, living off of somebody else's revelation of the power of the name of Jesus. They didn't have it. They didn't have it for themselves, and so it didn't work. It backfired upon them. Friends, make it yours today. Jesus has looked you in the eye. He's pointed a finger at you personally, and he said, I'm telling you that I am allowing you. I'm, I'm, I'm commanding. I'm demanding. I'm, I'm uh, commissioning you to use this name. I mean, this is serious. He's, he's, this is a, a formal written uh, uh, warrant here, if you will, that, hey, use the name, believer. I'm, I'm telling you to use the name. I'm not asking you to use the name. I'm telling you to own the name. But it has to become a reality in the relationship that you have personally with him. You just can't do it because we saw somebody else, right? And this is what I'm talking about, getting back to ABC, making him your Jesus, It seems like these guys jumped in on the p of Paul's ministry, and they're like, hey, we can go do it too. Well, you could, but you missed the ABC where Paul made it personal, and he had a personal relationship, and these men were living through Paul's relationship, and that's easy to do because we come to places we get ministered to, we listen, and we hear great stories or testimonies possibly from those that are ministering to us, and it's easy to jump in on their stories. You got to get your own. He's looked you in the eye. He's spoken to you and he said, if you need anything, you use my name. That's how we're gonna be able to walk in that perfect deliverance from the power of the devil and overcome every sickness, every disease, every pain, every demon in hell. It is the name of Jesus. And his name and faith in that name has made this man strong on, drop that name. It's Jesus. It's Jesus Christ of Nazareth. A name that's above every name. And you have absolutely been authorized by the owner to use it. Well, thank you for joining me today. I know that was a quick one, but it, I didn't want to get into the other thing on the next podcast just yet. I wanted to get this one done. Appreciate you joining me today. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'm going to be out there dropping the name. I'm dropping the name. It's Jesus. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, yes, it is. I'm attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous.